this episode of the Connecting Faith to Life podcast. I'm Trey Rhodes, the Connections Pastor at Northwood Baptist Church here in North Charleston, South Carolina. In just a few moments, our lead pastor, Dr. Tommy Metter, will be joining the conversation as well. In our crazy and chaotic world, our hope is that these few minutes will help you stop and reflect on your relationship with Jesus as you learn to connect Christ-centered faith to your everyday life. We are on episode 172, and we welcome you to the 172nd podcast. So, 172. Uh, yeah, 172. I was talking to uh, one, of, one of my friends, uh, and he was telling me about what he was listening to. He's a good friend of yours, David Gettings. Hey, David. Oh, yeah, David. And hey, he I says know David. He, he's, he's my neighbor. He's tired, my of, he's tired of listening to us because he's now caught up. And <laughs> he did eight hours of it. So uh, anyway. Yeah, he told me that, that he uh, he did a marathon on yeah. a drive he had and listened to quite a few episodes at one time. Like, man, that's a lot of listening to me talk. But then, so I was a little discouraged by that. But it, <laughs> he's tired of it. I can't, how can you get, ever get tired of us? Uh, but anyway, and then the other one was a guy came and he said, I'm, I'm in the process of catching. I've not never started. I just started. I'm on episodes, yeah. episode 62. That's how I know this. And it's about how to vote in the election. Well, how about that? So that's timing, I'm just right? letting everybody back know. Up to, yeah. We're back up to election time. And so they can go back go and listen back to, to episode 62. 62. Yeah, I think we did like three or four episodes on politics Probably, and yeah. the Christian faith. Yeah. And yeah, they were fun. And it, it would be in the 60s if you want to go back and check it out. So but it is getting time to vote. Have you registered? I mean, you are registered to vote. Yesterday, are you doing early voting? Are you doing mail-in, def, all def, that kind well, of stuff? We kind of have to because we're going to be on, you know, retreat. Oh, uh, I didn't think about that. Yeah, so yeah. we, we kind of have to. But yeah, I'm going to do early voting first time. Not the first time because I've done absentee ballot when I've been out of town, but yeah. you had to prove pretty much that you were right, going out right, of town right. or lie right, and right. say you were. Uh, <laughs> and I never, I mean, I, I never did. I only, you know, yeah, anyway. I didn't think about, I got to go early vote. I didn't think about us being on our staff retreat. Yes. That week. And I was supposed to actually work the polls that day. Oh, yeah. Uh, as a, you know, I, I try to do that occasionally just to do my civic yeah, duty. I looked good American. And, uh, but anyway, well, it's not going to work out this year. So, yeah, well, but uh, anyway, as you listen to the podcast, uh, just take a few minutes, invite someone to listen, uh, do it Facebook, Twitter, whatever social media you use, and then it always helps uh, increase our, our, our outreach to people that they might be able to understand what it means to connect the Word of God to everyday That's living. That's what we're trying to do. Well, Pastor, um, you know, we are coming up on October 31st, and everybody's Halloween. saying Halloween. Yeah. But uh, in, in theological worlds, we know that as the day of Reformation. Day. Yeah, yeah, that yeah. was when um, Martin Luther, Luther, what they say, nailed it. He, he actually nailed the uh, yeah. 95 Thesis to the uh, walls of the Wittenberg doors, or Wittenberg doors, Wittenberg, Wittenberg in doors in, in Germany and said, this is why we and what we're going to talk about today is the Reformation. Yeah, and I don't not? think we've ever done one We've of these. never talked about so. the Reformation. So 95 theses, or if you're a Halloween fan, you can go out and collect 95 Reese's. <laughs> there you go. Right? That's that a good? great idea. Yeah, 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 yeah. But this is, I don't know, Pops, you big history fan? Do you like to read history? I do. Yeah, I do too. When I have time. It's hard to find I, time to read. I, I, that's one of my reading things on Fridays. On my day off, I do make myself read history. Make but yourself read I, history. I enjoy it yeah, once I, I get into it. So. I like to read church history. I like to read American history. Yeah. I like to read biographies. Uh, there's a great, uh, well, there's a couple great biographies. There, there's an older biography about Martin Luther called Here I Stand based on the famous mm-hmm. quote he made at the Diet of Worms, spelled worms. Yeah. Yeah. So that book, Here I Stand, that was written probably in the 1960s or so. That's a really good biography of Luther. There's also another um, 
biography of Luther that was written by Eric's what's his name Eric Mazurkis he wrote Mad- Bonha, Mad- something like that he's yeah. some more modern biography and it, yeah. it was pretty good I listened to yeah. that on Audible it was a really really good listen I uh, read it and then I gave it to my sons and they've enjoyed oh, it oh yeah too, yeah so. and there in two thousand early two thousands there was a movie just called Luther. Uh, have you ever seen that movie? Luther? I have not seen the movie. Yeah, no. I forget the actor. The actor that was in the movie was a pretty famous actor at the time. He might still be famous for all I know. Um, but it was really good. It was a good movie about Luther. If you don't like to read, it's a good. It's a two hour long. It, it's pretty you know, historically pretty, accurate. Pretty I thought it was, they did a pretty good job portraying his life and all that kind of stuff. But Luther was a fascinating figure. And so, so on October thirty first, uh, when we uh, kind of observe Halloween and we go out and get a lot of candy for our kids, all that kind of stuff. Um, for for those of us who are um, of the Protestant faith is significant because it is Reformation Day. Yeah. What Martin Luther uh, did during his life really sparked, um, we call it a Reformation, but it really was more than that. Way because more, Because it yeah. was a, a, you know, a break from the Catholic Church. I don't know how much you remember of your, from your church history class, Pops. We might have, should have had an expert on to talk about this with us, but yeah, we'll be expert enough. We'll do it. Yeah, we'll, we'll do it. We'll be able to handle it, I think. But but before Martin Luther, you know, you have this this medieval history and the Catholic Church, and it was it was just wild. If you go back and read some stuff about what's taking place mm. in the church during the the, uh, the Middle Ages, yeah. you know, it was just wild, right? Right. So so salvation, mm. I mean, it really came through the church. You think about in in a culture where where um, a large number of people were illiterate. Mm-hmm they were dependent upon the church to give them truth mm-hmm. and the church did not do a very good job of giving them truth. Right. So, so you, you didn't, there weren't Bibles in the language of the common people. Right. So you think about before the reformation, you have people like John Wycliffe. I don't know if you have heard that name before Trey, John Wycliffe from in England. Uh, he translated the Bible from the Latin Vulgate into the English language. And he got in big trouble. He got in some big trouble for that. And he, he was, uh, he was, you know, considered a heretic after his death. Did you know that? Yeah. They and you know what they did after his death? They they pulled his body up from mm-hmm. the grave. It a, it's, uh, and burned they, him after he was they dead. They to make sure oh, that, man, uh, that's that he a wild went, story. In their eyes, I guess it was a way to say he's going to hell and burning. I guess so. But but he was he was a heretic for what he did. And then, uh, so he, but he's he, our hero now. He's a hero now, yeah. right? I mean, well, he is, absolutely. I yeah. mean, just a really big stand for the faith and uh, believe that the Bible should be translated into a, uh, the language that people could read, mm-hmm. even though lots of people in that time couldn't read. Um, but he still had this conviction that it needed to be in, in the English language. And, and Martin Luther eventually would translate the Bible into the German language. Yeah. Yes. For the German people, he had this conviction that he'd be in the language of the people and, and all those kind of things. But anyway, all that to say, you're in this time period where, um, you know, people are illiterate. The, the, the church, there's one church, the Catholic church, um, that, that is, is, you know, trying to distill truth. And you have these things called sacraments. Mm. Maybe if you're listening and you come from a Catholic background, you're somewhat familiar with the sacraments. But but uh, in, in medieval times, you know these sacraments; these are your way to salvation, yeah. right? You think about the sacrament of of penance mm-hmm. and all these other kind of things, and so so it really is a works based salvation. Mm-hmm. And so Martin Luther's story is that um, he came from a family where his dad was a miner, and 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 you know and and he he saw in L- Martin Luther some potential, and so Martin Luther ended up going to law school, a very bright mind. Yeah, and you remember a story he he was. Uh, traveling down the road in a lightning storm 
Yes, right. Lightning hit. Lightning hit right by him. He yeah. did not want to die. And so he <laughs> prayed to St. Anne. St. Anne was the patron saint of the miners, mm. which would make sense because his dad was a miner. So all that whole, whole weird theology stuff about praying to different saints mm. and all that kind of stuff, which we know uh, that that's... That's not how we pray. We go straight to the source, right? Amen. But anyway, so he's he's praying and he says, if you will spare me, I will become a monk. That's a big life change, Pops. Yeah, I would say. Go from a lawyer to a monk. monk. Wow. So he becomes a monk. And then if you you know Luther's story, he just struggled Mm. because you have this system of salvation where he cannot find any relief. Yeah, I I heard that he actually would go to the confessional multiple, multiple times, times a day, and I mean the the, pr- the priest would see him come and say, "Dude, you know, calm down." And he just he said, "I can't, you know, I, I dealing with this sin, I got to deal with it." You yeah, know? yeah. So he would he would go to, mul- to confession multiple times a day. He would he would fast. Yeah. I mean, he would he would be hard on his body. I mean, and he was just serious kinda, about just, this stuff. Just trying to find relief from his mm-hmm. sin, thinking there's something I can do, something I can do because that's so what I, he was taught. Right. All his life. That's that's that, and that was the you know kind of the medieval faith it is it's what you do not you know what luther luther would come to understand in his study of scripture is what's been done for mm-hmm. you through jesus christ and so so just he, he tried his hardest just to find some relief and um, some peace with god and and and, and he said right he, he said man if if there was ever a monk who would get to heaven by his monkery <laughs> That's a great word, a monkery. Yeah, monkery. Yeah. I like it. He says, it, it is I. I, mean, I yeah. You know, I've, I've done it. I, you know, prayers, scripture reading, works, I've done it all, and I couldn't get to heaven by my monkery, right? Um, anyway, so so um, this is an interesting quote. Um, he was being counseled by someone about, you know, all of his monkery and the things that he was doing, how he couldn't find uh, relief. And, and this, this, this other superior was telling him, Hey, you, you just gotta, you just gotta love God, mm-hmm. you know, kind of thing, you know, just, and he says, and, and Martin Luther said as a monk who, who was also at the same time, uh, you know, a teacher in the church, um, uh, studying the Bible, even though he hadn't come to a revelation yet of what justification by faith meant, uh, he he cried out when this monk, to, when this you know superior told him, you know, you, you think about the love of God. He said, "Man, I do not love God. I hate Him." Mm. Isn't that wild, man? But he was in a system of salvation where mm. where you know all he could think about was the wrath of God upon him yeah. and could not find relief from that, but. He was someone who was a student of scripture and, and reading scripture for himself, mm-hmm. right? He came to um, Romans one seventeen In Romans one seventeen, it's King James Version, <clears throat> uh, for therein is the righteousness of God revealed from faith to faith as, as it is written, the just shall live by faith. And when he began to understand that verse, the just shall live by faith, it began to change his life, right? Mm. That 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 no longer was he going to depend on you know his works, but depend on the work that Jesus Christ Amen. had done for him, and and so so his his heart began to change, and and at the same time you had some other things going on, and just to make a long story short, uh, what what kind of sparked uh, the Reformation was you had uh, the Pope who was was building Saint. Peter's Basilica in yeah, Rome, this right. this massive, and some some of our listeners have probably been there before. I've never, I'd love to go to Rome. I would love check to it do out. that. Yeah, yeah. So you got that. You, you know the Sistine Chapel and Michelangelo mm-hmm. painting the, the chapel and all that. So that, so you mean you know you got to fund that stuff. Mm-hmm. I mean, just way, like it's just like we're trying to pay off some debt here at Northwood. <laughs> uh, you you got to find a way to get some money. Maybe, right? maybe we could learn. No, I'm I don't know about that. But but so but you know I mean I, 
who knows how much it cost. I don't, I don't know the numbers of what back in those days would, but at any rate, so, it has to so be billions. Yeah. So there's this guy, there was this, there was this, there was this monk, this Dominican monk named John Tetzel. Mm-hmm. You heard that name before mm-hmm. who, who came to Germany to raise funds for, uh, this, this basilica is being built. Now, right. long story short, Martin Luther had been to Rome before. He had seen some of the craziness there, some of the relics they had, and and he just, you know, uh, just thought it was just crazy, right? And he was trying to figure all that out. But at any rate, John Tetzel, he comes to to Germany, and and the the one of the things that really sparked the Reformation was w- what was called the Cell of Indulgences, right? Yes, so this is a big deal. So so um, so John Tetzel came to Germany, uh, saying things like this, right? If you will, you know, if you will contribute, mm-hmm. uh, then we can buy your time out of purgatory. Yeah, that right? was a big deal. In the, yeah. in, the, you know, in the medieval, you know, Catholic faith, there was this uh, belief in purgatory where, you know, after you, you die, you go spend some time there. Kind of cleanse you, clean, you of all clean the up a little you bit had, before, yeah. you, you, before you go to heaven, right? And so it's kind of like this in-between state, I guess. Anyway, that's a different doctrine for a different subject for a different day. So, but Tetzel was saying, well, you, can, you can buy your way out of that. Mm. Give to the church and we'll, we'll write you a certificate. And not only can you buy yourself out of that, uh, you can buy some, you got some loved ones there right now. Your grandma, she's in there right now. She'd love to go to heaven. Too. She'd yeah. like to get out of purgatory today and go to heaven. Hey, why don't you contribute this much and we'll get her out of there. Yeah. I mean, obviously no scriptural basis for that whatsoever. But, but now there were papal bulls or papal, Things yeah. that they would actually say, this is the truth. Yeah, I yeah mean, that's this right, is, because that w- that's the deal. In, in, so, in I mean, he wasn't just doing yeah, this rogue. Was, I mean, this was... That was the deal in the Catholic faith, right? Yeah. They, they define doctrine and, mm-hmm. and just the idea of, of the Pope. You know, he, he speaks on behalf of God. Mm-hmm. And so so if the Pope says it, I mean, it's, it's as good as Scripture. Yeah. Or better than maybe even. It's, it's, it's infallible. It's in, and so, so um, you know, this is the deal, right? You have this sell of indulgences to raise money, and it just it just hacked Martin Luther off. And so that, <laughs> that kind of led him. Which you could understand. Right, you could understand that. You know, he's, he's discovering things mm-hmm. in Scripture. Uh, he is he is beginning to understand that justification isn't by his works or his mm. his actions. It's solely based on what Jesus Christ has done. And then you have just this abuse that he sees within the Catholic Church. He's been to Rome. He's seen people make the pilgrimage to Rome mm-hmm. and 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 the the relics, right? You know, so you, you, you know and we see some of this in Israel too, in, yeah. in some ways. But you would go to Rome, and it was just overblown, right? Uh, back in his day, he would go and he would see. Here's the, here's the, for example, this is probably not true, what ha- but, but I'm just giving you an example. Here's the you know the big toenail of John the Baptist. Come and look yeah, at it. Things a lot like of that. that. Yeah. You know, or um, you know, they had they sold more splinters to the cross right, than would right. even make multiple crosses. <laughs> right. So. But that's it. And yeah. and even when you go to Israel today, you go to a place where they say, hey, this is a piece of the cross yeah, of Christ. Yeah. Is it really? Who knows? But but that kind of thing. Was was taking place in Rome. And mm-hmm. so, you know, you're going to see these relics and, 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 and you know, and it's, it's just abusive is what it is. Yeah. And so he was, you know, overcome by that. And now in, in Germany, he's got this John Tetzel guy selling indulgences. He's seeing just this abuse. He's seeing also uh, in the church, you know, how, how the Pope is living large and in charge and mm-hmm. just all the pageantry and all the waste and all the opulence. And, and so he, he, pins 95 theses that he nails on the door at Wittenberg and 
um, the reason why he nails them there was to open up a debate. Mm-hmm. He really wanted to see the church reformed. Right. He didn't realize that he was starting a movement that would eventually lead to the beginning of the uh, the Protestant faith. But that's exactly what happened. And and, and in those days, um, when he nailed those theses to the the, the door at Wittenberg, uh, the, the printing press had been invented, mm-hmm. and so he, it was able to kind of be you know get out to the masses. And mm-hmm. so so he had. I'm sure he had no idea what was going to transpire from those 95 theses that he nailed to the door of the Wittenberg Chapel in on October 31st, 1517. But it did. It began to ignite uh, reformation, that we call it, uh, that, that really impacted mm-hmm. you know, all of Europe. It certainly um, did. In a lot of different ways. And so you think about other names that come out that you might be familiar with, John Calvin, Zwingli, and others that were products of the mm-hmm. Reformation uh, that started in Germany uh, because this German monk, mm-hmm. right, uh, came to an understanding that justification is by faith alone. He, he, he came to understand that it's the work of Christ that saves him and not his own work. And then to actually stand up against some of the abuse that he saw in the church, it really did spark this reformation. And so when you come to Halloween, right, October 31st, man, I, I'd much rather you think about what took place in 1517. Yeah. Because if you're, you know, a part of our church or a church like ours, you're part of a Protestant church. We owe our heritage uh, to this German monk who just got into the Word of God and understood the Word of God by the power of the Spirit and who stood up and said, hey, this is what the Word of God says. It's powerful. I mean, can you imagine mm-hmm. uh, where we would be today if there had not been a Reformation that had started by Martin Luther? Now, now I guess we'd still be selling indulgences, you know? Now, I want to be clear. Martin Luther is not Jesus. Oh, right. Yeah. Uh, he was not perfect by any means. In oh, fact, if you heavens. go back and read his stuff. He had like, issues. He had lots of issues. Yeah. He had an issue with gas. Yeah. That's another episode for another day, but apparently, he apparently he uh, he was a very uh, was, gaseous man, and he was also fascinated by it <laughs> yeah. and wrote books about he did, it. <laughs> so he did like to write about his flatulence, which is, I mean, just a. a <laughs> I'm telling you, it's a very way. interesting man. My my professor said that uh, he used to sit on his desk <laughs> at, at, in school. And he would actually teach us, and as he would, he would tell dirty jokes and get drunk on beer, you know. So yeah. uh, as he was teaching, uh, so he was not a perfect. Not man. your professor. We're talking about Luther did that. No, yeah, this is Martin Luther. <laughs> yeah. yeah, this is Martin Luther. He said so. You know, certainly he was great theologically, but just don't he base your life perfect. on every. Yeah, yeah he, he was far from perfect. perfect. He was far from perfect. But we do owe you know kind of um, our heritage to what took place in in Germany in those days. Yeah. So so yeah, just that's just a brief history, uh, and you know we hit the high points. Um, but I really would encourage you to, to do some research on Martin Luther, read his story, go read a book about him because he is such a fascinating figure and, and, uh, and really helpful for us to think through what, uh, you know, his understanding of scripture accomplished for us. As One we, thing he loved though, is he loved his wife. He had he many children. He did. And uh, he was so happy. He married a nun. He married a nun, a runaway nun. That's another story. This is a crazy story. But I'm just telling you that, go ahead. Well, he didn't marry her because he loved her. Yeah. He grew to love her. They had a wonderful marriage. In fact, they had a model marriage later on. Mm. But he he, he married her just to kind of, you know, show the Catholic church, hey, look at me. I can get married. What you going to do about it? Yeah, what you going to do about it? Because, you know, if you're a priest, you're supposed to be celibate. Mm-hmm. And he's like, no, 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 that's not what it's going to say. He married this nun, right? Yeah. A monk and a nun getting married. That's not supposed to happen. And I, I forget, one of his, you know, writings, he said, I mean, I can't believe I, you know, single all the years. And all of a sudden I woke up next to pigtails, you know, kind of thing. So, I mean, it's, it's just a <laughs> crazy, like crazy. I've never heard that yeah, 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 yeah. So crazy, crazy, man. Crazy, that's a crazy story. Um, 
Yeah, you can read his story, and there's lots of good and lots of interesting things in his story. There, there was a revolt that was a bunch of uh, some the peasant revolt that came out of mm-hmm. this that really was a lot, lot, a lot of lives lost over mm-hmm. that. But that's another story too. All that to say, I wanted us to think about just for a few minutes his life because I think there are some things that we need to think about that come out of the Reformation. This story. It matters for you. Yeah, I was going to say, the Reformation yeah, does matter yeah, to us yeah. as well. We, we don't think about history a whole lot. I mean, a church like ours, we talk about history sometimes, mm-hmm. but we're, we're in the Scripture talking about Scripture. But but to think about how the Scripture has impacted people over the course of years is really, really helpful. And to think about uh, how, how Martin Luther's understanding of Scripture helped to create a movement mm-hmm. is really helpful. And just so just want to think about why this, this man and this time period mm-hmm. that we call the Reformation matters for us let's 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 okay let's give a few reasons why it matters all right and i, I do want to go fast yeah number one you need to know the gospel for yourself that was the issue right mm-hmm. that you lived in a time period martin luther lived in a time period where he was told what to believe right right and then he came to a point where he understood what he believed for himself mm-hmm. based on scripture right and so so just that understanding for us as well um it is it is great to be in a church like northwood where I believe that if you come on Sunday morning, you're being taught scripture. Mm-hmm. Uh, you're going to maybe a life connection group or a small yeah. group or a discipleship group where you're learning scripture. But but to be able to not just be told what to believe, but to mm-hmm. learn it for yourself is really, really powerful. We all need to have that moment where we, where we take scripture for ourselves and say, this is what I believe. This is for me. I understand mm-hmm. the gospel for myself. I understand for me what Jesus did, what he accomplished through his death and resurrection. It's just super important uh, that we know the gospel for ourselves. And that's what happened Martin Luther. So, so Martin Luther really opened up this idea that, and I know this is probably a pejorative term now, but uh, this personal relationship that we have with Jesus Christ. Yeah. It's not just a relationship with the church now. Yeah, yeah. It's a relationship with Jesus, yeah, yeah. straight to yeah, Jesus. Yeah. And one of the reasons we pray is yeah. is to Jesus is because yeah. it's, it's this yeah. personal, ongoing relationship with Christ. Absolutely. All right, number two, and it kind of dovetails right into this, and you need to depend on the Bible. Yeah, so when we talk about the Reformation, some of you who have studied this, um, are familiar with this. We, we talk about the five solas of yes, the Reformation, yes. right? That these these five overarching theological principles that come out of the Reformation. And one of those five solas is a sola scriptura, scripture alone, mm-hmm. right? Uh, that at the end of the day, uh, it is the Bible, uh, not the church, uh, not an organization, not tradition, not tradition, yeah. not religious ritual. It is the Bible alone mm-hmm. that is authoritative over our lives. It is the Bible alone uh, that is sufficient to guide us and to teach us in all exactly. matters of faith and practice. And so that really was a, a big, uh, um, you know, theological tenet that came out of the Reformation. Is is that we as individuals need to to know mm-hmm. the gospel for ourselves, and we need to depend on the Bible. The Bible is our source of truth. Mm. And, and and that's what you I mean. You think about the Reformation. You have you have uh, uh, Luther. Then you have Calvin. Mm-hmm. Calvin was an excellent student of the Bible and really was known for his preaching and teaching of the Bible. Right. But you have this revival that would take place. Uh, through the Reformation, a revival of really preaching the Word of God. Yeah, yeah. This wasn't happening 
you know, and it's, it's hard to believe, but, but it's not like during, you know, the medieval times, you can go find you a good Bible believing teaching church. That, yeah. that wasn't the case. It just wasn't there. That's not the way it was. And so you had this, this renewal of real biblical preaching and this desire to, to know the word of God that grew out of the Reformation. And so, you know, just need to know the gospel for yourselves, but again, needing to depend on the Bible as a source of our, our authority. And going back to church history, uh, for us as Baptists as well, yeah. you know, that is who we are. We are we are known as the people of the book. Yeah, yeah. I mean, that is our, yeah. you know, if there's one thing that I hope we are known for yeah. is that we, we believe in Sola Scriptura. Absolutely. It is that one book, and it has to override everything that we believe in, everything that we do, and everything that we practice. Yeah, so, yeah. all right, number three, you need to know that what you believe matters. It did for Luther, didn't it? That's right. It matters so much that he was willing to go and, and nail 95 theses to uh, a, a door. Mm-hmm. It matters so much that he was willing to defend what he believed yeah. in. It matters so much where he was willing to make some pretty big sacrifices yeah. for what he believed in. And what, what, you, what you believe matters, right? And and holding to those things of the faith with the conviction uh, that what I believe matters is really important. This is, this is and when, he, when he stood there before the Diet of Worms, where they were labeling him as a heretic and calling him to recant on his teachings, right? Recant on what he had been uh, saying. This is what Luther said, and maybe you've heard this quote before, but it's really, really significant. Um, Since then, your serene majesty and your lordships seek a simple answer. I will give it in this manner, plain and unvarnished. Unless I am convinced by the testimony of the scriptures or by clear reason, for I do not trust either in the Pope or in the councils alone, since it is well known uh, that they often err and contradict themselves. I am bound to the scriptures I have quoted, and my conscience is captive to the word of God. I cannot and I will not retract anything, since it is neither safe nor right to go against conscience. I cannot do otherwise. Here I stand. May God help me. Amen. That's the famous quote. Yeah, I would say that uh, for Luther, what he believed mattered. And so that leads us right into our next reason the Reformation matters. And that is you need to be willing to make sacrifices for what you believe. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, if if you believe it, you're willing to give your life for it. Exactly. And, and, and Martin Luther demonstrated that, willing to give his life for what he believed in mm-hmm. because he had found in the gospel what had ultimately set him free. Mm-hmm. And it wasn't the church, wasn't the Catholic church the same free. It was Jesus, right? That's right. And so just willing to make sacrifices for that. And us too, Trey, um, you know, our story isn't Martin Luther's story, but, but you know, there are some sacrifices to make when you follow Christ. That's right. Jesus tells us, Luke 9, 23, be willing to take your cross and follow me daily. Mm-hmm. I mean, it costs to follow Jesus. It's a cost, yeah. Number five, you need to know that the gospel is for everyone. Yeah, and that, that comes, and we talked about that earlier in the show, but but thinking about what was taking place in that time period. You had many people who were illiterate, uh, They and not only were many people illiterate, but not having access mm-hmm. to the Bible in their language. And then you have people like John Wycliffe, or you have a people like Martin Luther, mm-hmm. who begin to translate the Bible into the language of the people. Uh, you know, and, and, and you think about what would happen in the days after the Reformation, years go by, and, and the church would take a lot of responsibility in the education of people, teaching people how to read and write. Right, yeah. Uh, and, and for this reason. For, the, for yeah. this reason. Yes. Right. And so, so, you know, just that idea that the gospel is for everyone, you know, Luther believes this, Calvin believes this, Zwingli believes this, Wycliffe believes this, and this effort to make sure that the Bible is accessible, right? This is the good news. The good mm-hmm. news of, of Jesus Christ, justification by faith alone. Yes. This, this is, this is good news for everyone. Amen. And then, uh, number six, 
is that you need to always be reforming. Yeah. So, so we come through the Reformation and now we're, we're hundreds of years after the Reformation, obviously, but still that, uh, that need for us to always look inward. Mm. What in my life needs to be reformed? What beliefs do I have that need to be brought into alignment with what scripture actually says? What practices do I live out that need to be brought into alignment with what the word of God actually says that, that what in my own church, right. And right. in the church that, that we lead here at Northwood, uh, what do we need to do to bring everything into alignment with what the word of God actually teaches, right? That, that desire to not be afraid of taking hard looks at ourselves and saying, okay, there are some areas that I need to reform in mm-hmm. as well. I think that's a really big principle that comes out of the reformation that we always need to be reforming. We're always looking to, you know, we, we, we always have to go back to the word yep. and we have to say, okay, what does the Bible say? Yep. Yeah. I understand that we've been doing this for a long time, but what does the Bible say? That's right. That's right. And, uh, and even in Baptist churches, we get these traditions that we don't even know why. And yeah. then you have to go back and say, okay, let's look at the word. That's right. Maybe the word does affirm that tradition. Maybe it doesn't. Yeah. And yeah. let's see what we can do. Yeah. 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 Interesting stuff. Right. And I know, yeah. I know we could spend lots of time talking about reformation and there are lots of smart people we could have on the show to help us think through this. But I think this is really interesting to kind of think through Martin Luther especially during this time of year when we get to Reformation yeah. Day on October 31st, be to remember uh, uh, just our, our spiritual mm-hmm. heritage and the price that was paid by so many who've gone before us uh, to, to make sure that we can understand the truth of God's yeah. word and to live it out. Well, Pastor, this has been great. I just uh, I just think it's so important that we understand where we came from yeah. so that we can move forward absolutely. and continue reforming. Absolutely, absolutely. All right, Pastor, why don't you close us and we'll get ready for next week. Well, I hope today's episode has been helpful for you. And if it has been helpful for you, go ahead and hit that subscribe button so you can have new content delivered to your device every single week. Leave us a five-star review that helps us to get word out about the podcast. And as always, we hope today's episode has helped you connect faith to life.